All right, Ryan, one half of the Blucifer Brothers is abroad, but that couldn't stop us from recording this emergency episode after Sean Payton Oppenheimered Nathaniel Hackett. Dan, play that funky music. All right, Sean Payton, for reasons unknown, dropped a nuclear bomb on the head of... Uh, his current employer, <laughs> as well as the former coach, uh, as well as pretty much everyone but Russell Wilson. Uh, if you haven't seen it today, USA Today, Sean Payton gave an interview. Uh, he said that the Broncos were one of the worst coaching jobs of all time last season and that it was not all on Russ. They were 29th in pre-snap penalties and somehow your quarterback that has been in the league for uh, 10 plus seasons and you are paying uh, to be a top five quarterback can't see that the play clock is running down and get your team into something or uh, make a T-motion to call a timeout. Sean Payton, Dan, this is confusing to me. What was your first emotion when you heard this? I laughed. Yeah, joy, joy. Yeah, it's funny. It is funny. It is, though, I don't understand the purpose of this. Because I think Sean Payton is a good coach, and I think Sean Payton is a smart guy. And so I don't understand why you do this. Like, you're playing the Jets. You're doing the equivalent of a Broncos defender. Like, Simmons coming out and just being like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers sucks, and the vaccine works. And that's how I know he's stupid. Like, you know, like just giving a long interview about why a guy sucks before you play him. Like Peyton would be pissed at Simmons. He would be like, hey, dude, why did you do that against a team we're going to play? A team in our league who their best player just took a $30 million pay cut so they can be even more competitive. Like you might see them in the playoffs if you're truly thinking playoffs, as Sean Payton says he is. Um I'm just confused, I guess, would be my number one emotion. Like, I was like, is this just your ego? Like, you needed to do this? Is this a protect Russell Wilson kind of thing? Where it's a, hey, Russ is getting absolutely crapped on, and I think his confidence is shot. So I want to kind of be the, hey, I'm in your corner. Let's get a little FU energy in the building. Because other than that, it doesn't make sense to me of why you would give this kind of access, this kind of interview. Like at the start, I was like, oh, this is great. He was like, hey, I'm going to be pissed if we don't make the playoffs with this kind of level of talent. And that was that was good. That was like, a, hey, I understood why you would say that in an interview. Like you're setting the it publicly to your players. Like, hey, I believe in you. I think we're a talented team. I don't care that everyone was making fun of us last year and we scored 16 points per game. Like, I'm going to try to give you some zest, almost like what Malone would do in post games sometimes where he would be like, I don't have a very like confident, like, you know, brash team. Like sometimes he would have to be that personality for the team to kind of get them going. Maybe that's what he was trying to do here. But other than that, it's very confusing. Uh, Also, Dan, I know you have seen the planet earth. Uh, where the baby iguanas come out and are being chased by the snakes and the one happens to get away for safety. And he apparently showed this to the team 
In the interview, he describes it as a creepy video. And he says the reason he showed it was because baby iguanas have to come out uh, with their head on a swivel. (laughs) And he needs the team to come out fast. I will say this raised my concern level for Sean Payton being a good coach anymore. (laughs) Between the Netflix movie and this, I'm concerned. (laughs) If you were giving away the rights to your life, Dan, and they were like, hey, uh, we're thinking to play you, we're going to get Kevin James. (laughs) Wouldn't you immediately pull the plug on that? Like, there's no yes. way. You're trying to get someone, you're trying to get the most flattering version of yourself to play you. Like, I could probably be played by the uh, guy who played Napoleon Dynamite, but I, that's not who I'm choosing <laughs> to play me in a biopic. Like, if I've been successful enough in life, I'm like, hey, man, uh, is Adam Brody busy? No, he's not. Let's get him in there. All right. There's a there's a fella who has you know uh, a similar skinny nerdy vibe, but uh, is definitely more attractive than a Napoleon Bonaparte kind of or a Napoleon Dynamite situation. Bonaparte too, he was very small, but I, that's a concerning decision to me. And now the fact that he was he clearly leaks this story. Like it's not like the reporter says I was in the meeting room and observed him showing them this video. It's he was like, you know what'll make me look cool is if I tell a story about how I was in the team meeting room and I said, watch these baby iguanas get away from snakes. We're a baby iguana. <laughs> oh, like maybe he was like. Should I tell him that I photoshopped Patrick Mahomes onto the snakes? Nah, that's too much. That's too much. I don't want to give away just how cool I am. Just a slice. Leave him wanting more. Like, this is clearly a ridiculous thing to show to grown men and expect people to be like, Oh, I'm fired up. Let's go. I don't care that it's 100 degrees in August. I'm getting out there. We're baby iguanas. It's concerning, Dan. And I guess the big takeaway from this episode has to be, one, don't let Kevin James play me or Dan in any biopic when this podcast goes big and it's all building up to the climax of us versus ESPN, you know, what will we choose? Uh, Know that if they have Kevin James playing (laughs) any of us, that was against our wishes and we don't uh, subscribe to that. Uh, film. Uh, Ryan wants Kevin James. He texts me. <laughs> oh, news is coming in from abroad. Ryan loves <laughs> Kevin James. I mean, hey, to, to each their own. To me, I guess I just think that the Broncos still have the problem that Russell Wilson appears to suck at reading defenses. Like, th- now is the time. This This interview feels like the Lifetime Fitness Videos of Carmelo Anthony looking unbelievable when he was like coming back to the league. And people were like, dang, man, that Carmelo's coming out. Like, wow, Hoodie Mello, he's coming. And it's like, yeah, dude, you can say that Hackett was the root of all the problems, but I also watched Russell Wilson not be able to read a defense and just constantly poop his pants in the pocket and not want to run. That appears problematic to me. And I don't think Nathaniel Hackett was whispering in his ear. All right, man, what I want you to do is um, I'd like you to shit yourself at midfield and then throw it to the other team, okay? 
Are you sure, Coach? Yeah. And any audibles, you will be benched. All right. All right, Coach. You know, I'm one for the for to listen to the the uh, the coach as as the good Lord said, "Give on to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to the Lord what is the Lord's." And you're Caesar right here, Nathaniel. All right. Like, I don't think that was happening in the headsets. I think Russell Wilson sucks, and I still think he's going to suck this season. And so. I I mean, we're going to get into it next week. We're going to have the full crew here. We're going to start doing NFL previews. But I'm not going to be an optimistic Broncos fan. Like, I don't think there's any reason to believe that Russell Wilson can execute a modern, intelligent offense. He sucked his last year in Seattle doing it, and he sucked with the Broncos last year doing it. And you need to be able to work the underneath parts of the field and Sean Payton did that with Drew Brees, and despite the fact that they are both short and both, uh, you know, have had success, Drew Brees lived underneath and was always on time and accurate and everything, and making perfect reads before the both pre-snap and you know afterwards. Russ has shown no ability to do that, and the only thing he was successful with in Seattle was bombing it, and. You know, a lot of times when he first came up, that was off Marshawn Lynch bringing safeties up. And then he was doing it still, but now everyone plays two high safeties and that that route's just not there consistently. You have to do a lot of work burning teams to make that safety pull down now to where you're not just throwing into double coverage. Um, Yeah, I, I just, I don't see a reason that Sean Payton is going to solve those issues. And it makes this interview all the more baffling because now you're like tying your wagon to Russ a little bit more, Um, which if I was Sean Payton, I would not want to do. I would want to be like, yeah, man, you know, well, obviously that wasn't what it is. And it felt like he was doing that early on when he gave that interview talking about like, we're not going to have that this season. Like you he's not going to be allowed to have his coaches in here. That felt like him being like, I'm going to lay the law down. And if Russ sucks, I'm not tied to him. We can offload him when there's a lot less dead money and I'll get to pick my quarterback or draft, you know, whatever. But now it feels like he's kind of hitching his wagon to him, which is a flaming chariot to hell. So I'm not sure I'd want to sign up for that. Do you believe in Russell Wilson, Dan? In any way, shape, or form? Not particularly. I don't know. It's Last season was really depressing. And up until this point, having really no news out of Broncos camp except for those sweet new ice cap or snow cap helmets. Oh, you're in on those? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's great. Because you, I feel like you have a better sense of these things. I thought they were cool. But it felt like people were annoyed that they weren't the retro ones. They are retro. Yeah, but like not the full retro so outfit and stuff, which like is a couple of seasons for yeah. the NFL to approve a jersey, which yeah. is why they're not all iced out this right. year. So next year they'll probably wear those in all whites. And yeah, God, that's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see Russell Wilson. Russ won't be in the- those, dude. <laughs> dude. They, okay. So this is the thing. He's saying this so he can say, hey, I gave Russ a chance and he sucked again. It's not my fault. I'm a great coach and I know it. That's why he came out with these comments. So at the end of the year, he's like, look, I gave him everything I had and he sucks. We're going to cut him regardless of the dead cap space after this season. Russ will never wear the all white Denver logo. 
I mean, I hope that's true. Let me tell you, because I don't think you can be a winning team, especially in the division. Like people are forgetting. We're about to see unleashed without a moron for his offensive coordinator, Justin Herbert, as well as he's our moron now. Exactly. And we brought that moron in. The guy who had Justin freaking Herbert, Keenan Allen, like all this talent, Mike Williams, like, God, they were good. And this idiot was handcuffing them at every turn. Um, And so I get it. Sean Payton, it's kind of like when you hire a defensive coach with Bill Belichick. It's like Bill Belichick hid for the fact that Matt Patricia eats crayons for us for however many years he was the defensive coordinator. And then you saw him on his own and you were like, Oh my God, this guy eats crayons. You know, it was very obvious. And it was obvious that Joe Lombardi eats crayons as well uh, with the chargers. So I'm not particularly excited uh, at at our prospects in this division. Even if Russ improves a little bit, like Russ has to improve a lot. For me to feel like our talent is the same. Um, obviously not good news that defensive end got uh, suspended for the season as well. Um, with limited depth behind him. So it's not. I don't think it's looking good for the Broncos here. And that's why this kind of attention, this kind of thing would make me, as a player, this would make me feel like, okay, it's about you. Like, it's about the cult of Sean Payton. It's not about the Broncos. Because if you're truly about the Broncos, like, Bill Belichick is never in a million years giving this interview. He does not care. Because he's like, that's a distraction from the team. Why would I make it about me? Why would I do this? Like, Andy Reid is never giving this interview. Andy Reid is always standing for his coaches, people, you know, all coaches all around the league. It's a big, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. This feels like a real break of the brotherhood because it feels like even when coaches are on the desk, they're really careful to not criticize other coaches too much. It's like the officials. Well, I think that's why it was so shocking. Yeah. Like it's like, you're not just like in the booth saying a guy's a moron. Like that's one thing. Cause it doesn't happen often, but at least it's like, hey, I was being honest. It's my job to be honest. You know, you can do it. But this, it's like, hey, man, you invited someone over to your house to talk crap about me. That's weird. Like, it feels odd to me. Also, the fact that all of this stuff is breaking down into the training camp tackling, its or how Hackett didn't play our starters in the preseason, that is not why things went poorly this lack of discipline all this stuff i'm like hey man are you in the nfl or not because if you're in the nfl and you're a good player you don't need a coach to coach you on motivation you need them to give you a big picture to give you you know um those kind of things but you don't need someone good at Good employees in any job, you don't need someone to say, oh, I, I, I need to motivate this guy every day to work hard. Like, it's one thing if you're grossly underpaid or if you're, you know, whatever, and you're holding out. Or, like That's a different story. I think that makes sense in a lot of cases. But 
to just be like, oh, I'm getting paid what I should get paid or, you know, a little bit over whatever. And I'm just not motivated to work hard or try to win the games. That's ridiculous if you have to do that as a coach. And I don't, that doesn't speak well to me of the locker room that you're coming into. If you don't have people that can hold each other accountable to that level. So I, I guess I'm, my main takeaways here for the pod are I'm confused of why he gave the interview. I'm not sure what he's trying to do besides juice up Russ. And I still think Russ sucks. So I think as long as your quarterback sucks in the NFL, your ceiling is pretty limited. Like you saw McVay is a great coach, but he was pretty limited because he didn't have Stafford. He had uh, Goff, you know, like same thing when they had uh, in uh, Washington, when they had Kirk Cousins, like, they had Kyle Shanahan. They had McVay as the under. They had, you know, like all that. And it's like, you have just embarrassment of offensive coach. But you can only take Kirk Cousins so far. You know, like, that's that. That's that's all I have. Dan, anything, anything you wanted to add here? Nope. All right. Sorry, Broncos fans. The, I know I wanted to be fired up about our coach talking stuff, but I can't. Um Everyone, we will be back next week. We'll be doing training camp previews. We'll be uh, rolling through all the divisions, getting ready for NFL season. Uh, Watch the Women's World Cup. It's been delightful. And thanks for listening to this emergency episode. Blues for Brothers, like and subscribe.